totally different flying than flying commercially on floats. Both I love equally, but right now this is just uh, yeah, it's like going to summer camp every summer and getting to do something you love. Welcome to Flying BC, a podcast about the people, planes, and aviation adventures in British Columbia and Canada with your host, Warwick Patterson. Welcome back to the Flying BC podcast. I'm super excited to get the show going again with some great guests lined up. And more importantly, I've got an editor on board now which will help me keep to a more regular release schedule. It's been great to meet so many of you over the past year at airports and aviation events. Thank you for listening, and I love hearing your feedback. Float planes seem to be a popular topic. And, well, I just earned my seaplane rating, so you might find some more episodes where I try and catch up with some legends of the coastal waters, get them to share some of their wisdom and stories. What would you like to hear more about? Let me know at podcast at flyingbc.com or message me on Instagram at Flying British Columbia. That's where I post photos, previews of the shows coming up, and all sorts of other fun stuff. If you're like me, anything aviation related on TV will attract my attention. When a show combines classic cars and vintage tail draggers, well, I'm doubly hooked. On this new episode of Flying BC, I speak with Jessica James co-star and pilot on History Channel's Lost Car Rescue TV show. And I have to admit, we first recorded this last summer as season one had just finished airing. But season two premiered last week on April 19th, and I caught up with Jessica again for an update, which you'll hear at the end. Jess flies a bushwheel-clad Stinson on the show as they search and recover classic cars around rural Canada. We also talk about how her career path changed just as she was stepping into a job with Harbor Air. It's always fun to hear about unique jobs in aviation, and gotta say, having a starring role in a TV show has gotta be up there on the list of cool opportunities. So Jess, welcome to the Flying BC show. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so you're the, the pilot and co-star on Lost Car Rescue, which uh, airs on History, and you guys just got some good news. We did. We have got our uh, season two finally confirmed. So we get to do it all over again this summer. (laughs) Nice. And for those who haven't seen the show, can you kind of give a rundown of what it's all about? Yeah. So we have a team of five, uh, including myself, and we get to fly all over Canada. Usually we are in, last year we were in Northern BC and North Battleford, Saskatchewan area. And we get to find old cars. So I scope them out from the sky and then relay coordinates down to the team if I'm unable to land at certain parts. Or if I'm able to land, then I follow up on those coordinates right then and there. And then we get to save these cars, essentially. It's funny. You kind of become attached to them and we start talking about them like they're children of ours. But yeah, so we get to save these cars, get to learn about their history. So for us, a lot of um, everyone on the show, we're all fans of history and we like to hear the stories that come with the cars and sometimes that's even more important than the car itself is its history so we get to save them we have a crane operator lee that loads them up onto our semi and we have a mechanic steve that tries and gets them running if they're able to get running and then we have another cast member dave and he's our auto body guy he's been collecting cars since he was preteen and knows 
everything there is to know about cars, <laughs> a true car legend. And then we have our host and that's Matt, also very knowledgeable about cars and uh, been a really good friend of mine for a long time. And he leads us through all these crazy adventures. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun show. I watched last seasons and um, yeah, you get to do some fun flying. Um, you're in Matt's 1948 Stinson on bush wheels and you kind of get to drop into farmer's fields and things like that. So uh, how was that? It's great. Honestly, it's like a, it's funny, Matt and I always have to pinch ourselves at least once a day because we're so confused that we get to do this as a job. <laughs> um, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like a job, which has been a goal of mine since I was little to be able to go to work and not feel like you're actually working. Totally different flying than flying commercially on floats. Both I love equally, but right now this is just, yeah, it's like going to summer camp every summer and getting to do something you love. But yeah, it's great. It's challenging at times though, definitely with flying in unknown spots and we're flying at the seat of our pants sometimes and it's, you're learning as you go and you don't really get a good grasp of how that farmer's field is until sometimes you're down on the ground, but <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Stinson, I call her Stella. So it's our further Stella, Stella with Stinson, but, uh, she's a great little plane and those tundra tires are nice and forgiving. So it makes my job easier, but nice. it's interesting. It's definitely an adventure every single day. I can say that full heartedly. Yeah. Had you done any film or TV work in the past before the show? No, this is the first, nothing prior. And if you would have told me two years ago now, I guess, that I would have been on TV, I would have thought you were crazy. But yeah, I have to say, though, the transition has been great. I feel super grateful for our team that we had last season. It can be stressful at times, right? You've got people following you around and you're trying to just be yourself in front of the camera. And I think the biggest thing is like during the process of the filming, like I said, our team was great. They supported us. They were there for us. They essentially just followed us along on our little adventure and let us see us. I think it's when it first gets aired, though, that's where it's a little bit of nervousness, right? You've totally just been yourself and you threw yourself up to the world and the world gets to say if they like you or don't like you. Yeah. Um, so that was <laughs> a bit nerve wracking. But other than that, our crew was amazing. And we actually get a lot of our crew back this season, which is pretty cool. So and nice. they're with us because they just believe in the show, which is awesome. Yeah. Was there any big eye-opening moments or challenges for filming for you? Just sort of like how the sausage is made and you're like, oh, this is not what I expected or whatever. Yeah. You know, you just don't realize how much goes behind the scenes. And like on the ground, we have about a crew of 20, including the cast, which is pretty big. And then just finding out afterwards that there's like a whole bunch of people behind on the edit team. And it's funny. I think one of the things that was more so cute and surprised me was the edit team watches you so much that they kind of understand who you are as a person like they like wrote a little bio about me and our production wanted me to like okay it and I was reading it and I was like this is things I would say word for word but it's because they watch you so much and like dissect you so I thought that was kind of cute but yeah yeah I don't, nothing that surprised me like I guess just how much goes into it and it's long days and yeah like we would film a scene for like eight hours but only two minutes of it makes the episode so something like that I guess but I, I don't know, countlessly, I just have to say that our whole crew on the ground is just like phenomenal and went above and beyond for us and made it super easy. And they could tell that, like, of course, the first day you can you can tell we're all a little bit nervous and stuff. But after that, it was like, I think even halfway through that first day, we were just being us, which is pretty cool that we got to happen to all of us. So, Yeah, nice. Have you ever flown tailwheel before that? 
I did actually. Yeah. So I finished my commercial pilot's license on the Stinson. Oh, cool. Yeah. I got checked out on the Stinson and I had about, I think, 25 hours on it before. So not a whole lot, but a little bit. And I got to finish my uh, commercial on that, which is pretty cool. So it's neat to be back in her and flying. <laughs> yeah. Racking up some tailwheel hours. Yeah. I laughed when you you guys were flying along and you're kind of all, you're banking around looking at stuff and Matt takes the controls and banks over and you slap his hand and say, this is my plane. I'm in, I'm in command here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's funny. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, that was fabricated. And it's like, it, it wasn't, it really wasn't. And if you know Matt and I personally, then you're like, okay, no, that was, that was legit. Um, that's the Stella Listinson is Matt's one of Matt's babies. Like he has put a lot of, uh, hard work into it and he's very particular about it but since I think in the beginning I just have to remind him I'm like Matt you hired me to do a job and you ha- you picked me because you, you trust me he's like okay no you're right but it's just it's funny like I, that was a long day of filming I think when we were flying back and usually the filming that we do on the way back we don't usually keep it or and they're just kind of like following us around and stuff and it was just that we, the cameras were just playing and I was just like no like you hired me to do a job. You trust me. Let me do my job. And then after that, he's like, no, nope, okay, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. It made for good TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite moment from season one? Um, that's a good question. There's a lot. Like I, it's funny. It, it honestly just felt like being at summer camp with your best friends. And like, I've known the Sager boys for God, almost 11 years now. And then known Dave for a bit and then Lee, of course, is new to the group, but so just getting to hang out with your best friends for the summer was amazing and getting to go to these places in Canada that I would have never have gone to if it wasn't for the show is pretty cool. But um, for me, growing up in a small town, I was always surrounded by learning about the history from our elders, essentially. And I and now I get to do that as part of my job as flying, which I really appreciate. The one situation that kind of stands out, there were so many, though, I, I don't know, it's hard to answer this, sorry, but I got to meet an older couple that had a 1959 Volkswagen Beetle that I absolutely fell in love with and I'm trying to take it off a map pan so I can redo it myself but that was something that definitely stuck out and just the flying as well like it's definitely challenging at times we're going into places that don't have cell service and sometimes don't have support for maintenance on the aircraft so you're hoping everything works out and yeah just stuff like that and definitely having to like make sure you're doing your flight planning properly because sometimes there's no fuel in the area and but with that too like we did have one maintenance issue in the first season but we there was this very very kind humans in Dawson Creek that took us in and they were helping us figure it out at three in the morning like it's also that like that small town mentality that I miss from going up north so it's hard to pinpoint exactly which moment was my favorite because there was just so many different moments and getting to hear people's stories and getting their advice on life and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. That was a big part of the show, which I liked, which you, you talked to the people who mm-hmm. were attached to the cars and their stories. If people are at the BC aviation museum in Victoria too, they can see one of the cars you guys saved because it got donated. Um, yeah. ho- hopefully you guys will do a show uh, of catching up with all the old cars you found and uh, what happens to them. I know that's definitely something that we, um, we want to do it just uh, just kind of make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's an online special or something. Yeah. 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 Cool. So let's back up a little bit and talk about your uh, aviation journey, I guess, how you got started and where you were leading up to this. 
Yeah. So I graduated high school back in 2012. And after high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But mom's a big advocate of school. And she said that, you know, don't care what you do. You just got to go do something, which I greatly appreciate her pushing me in that direction. So growing up in a very small aviation oriented town, I knew that I wanted to get my private at least. So I started with that, went and got my private. And then I never really honestly thought that to do it as like a, a livelihood, I had just started with the private to see where it was and fell in love with it, honestly. But I feel like that's every pilot. It's kind of like a love story when you ask someone how they yeah. got into flying. But yeah, fell in love with it. And then I continued on with my commercial multi IFR float rating. And yeah, it was a bit of a long road just trying to work full time, pay for flying and that whole thing. As we all know, it's expensive. But I say that sometimes I hate to admit how long it took me. But in the end, I'm grateful that it took me that long because I got to meet some really cool, amazing connections along the way. And uh, I think people forget that it's the journey. Like you're even if you're a student flying, you're still flying. So yeah, you're not you're not trying to get to that piece of paper. It doesn't stop there. So that's very true. Yeah. And you, you met Matt from the show in flight training, didn't you? I did. We were both working on our private. And it's funny how, I don't know, I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason, but like, it's just weird how we were, like, I wasn't even supposed to go to the, the Victoria Flying Club at first. I was supposed to make, do my training out of an IMO, but I ended up at the Flying Club. And then we were both just waiting for a flight randomly. And uh, yeah, it's so funny. I can like picture it clear as day that moment. And yeah, met him and kind of the rest is history. We became good friends right away. And now we're on a TV show together, which is wild. <laughs> <laughs> so for BC pilots, I think uh, the the Harbor Air dream is something a lot of us have, or we have. And you actually made it to that. You were first officer with Harbor Air, and then COVID happened. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I actually, um, Harbor Air was amazing. And I feel so grateful that I got to do that, because I know it is a lot of our, it was my dream, right? Like that was as soon as I got my commercial license, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to go fly for Harbor Air. So I feel it was a lot of tough work, but I got it. And it was such an amazing experience. I highly recommend it if you're able to do it for people starting off. Like it's a great place to learn. Captains were great. And yeah, just a, they have got a really great, amazing program for pilots starting off in the float world. And I honestly could have stayed there for for life. <laughs> and I hopefully I do plan to go back someday. It was just I wanted to go off and it was in February of 2020 and it was like the greatest time to be a pilot. You wanted to go and explore the world. There was jobs everywhere. So I actually put my two weeks in at Harbor Air and I actually went to Ken Boric and I was there for a solid five days <laughs> and oh, no. COVID happened. And so they had to lay off 60 out of 90 pilots, I believe. And oh. me literally being the last person hired, I was one of those 60 to go. But yeah, so unfortunately I was one of the very many that were laid off. But with that, I I don't know. Again, I'll say it repeatedly, but everything happens for a reason. I actually went back to school and I started getting my paramedic license. I've got one more exam to do, and then I'm officially licensed as a paramedic, which is pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And then um, Matt called me, and I think it was, I just finished school in May of 2021 and said, Hey, want to come along with adventure? And if you, know Matt very well you just you never say no to an adventure from Matt so (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I feel grateful when I was originally laid off it looked like it was going to be at least three to five years before I was going to be able to get back to flying so I feel super grateful because I know that it's still very hard to 
be a pilot right now and we're slowly, it's slowly getting better. That I feel very, very grateful that I'm back in the seat. So things. Has being on the show opened any doors in that world, in the aviation world? People wanting you to come fly for them or anything like that? Yeah, I got a few pretty cool offers, which I feel very grateful for. And unfortunately, I had to say no to, but they were kind of connections prior to the show. So I don't know if it was definitely having the PIC time now and the definitely does help and opens a lot more doors. But I don't know if it was just because of the show or if it was those connections prior. But yeah, I have to say that, yeah, some pretty cool ones, but... Put your face forward. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you guys are off, I think, in production pretty soon. So good luck with this season. And we'll have to have you and and Matt and maybe some of the other cast members back on and talk about it again. Yeah, we would love that. Anytime. (laughs) Awesome. Any last uh, advice or tips for people who want to get into the aviation world? Oh, that's a good question. Um, It's a small world to always be your best self and always try and keep a positive mind, even when there's days that are hard to do so. But yeah, it's a very small world and you don't realize it until you continue on in it continually. And yeah, just have fun with it. And you don't realize how many options there are out there for for jobs. Like I, I never would have thought I would be flying on a TV show. So yeah, networking. I feel like networking is the biggest thing. You also don't know where that's going to lead you. I didn't know if sitting across from Matt and back in 2013 would uh, leave me on a TV show. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's kind of why yeah. I do the podcast too. Get to meet lots of people and talk flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And where can people see the show? Yeah. So right now you can find it on the History Canadian channel or you can stream it through Stack TV, which is through Amazon Prime and find us there and let us know what you think. You can find the majority of us all on Instagram. And uh, we're excited to kick off uh, season two here. And I think it'll be airing probably same time as the last season. So probably in uh, the new year of 2023. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. All right. So I'm back with you nine months. I think since we last recorded, uh, life gets in the way sometimes and, uh, You've been busy. I've been busy. And when we last recorded, you had some good news that season two was coming. And now, uh, where are we at now? We can officially say that it's been announced. The premiere will be on April 19th on the History Channel and Stack TV through Amazon Prime. And it'll be at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome. Uh, So that's season two in the can, edited, and it's going to come out soon. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about season two, like new uh, locations or cast members, things like that? Uh, yeah, so no new cast members. It's still the uh, original crew, which is nice because it's always nice to be reunited with the family. And for location, I get to say that I actually, this is the farthest I've ever flown myself. We got to go to Ontario. So I got to fly the Simpson across Canada there and back, which was an amazing experience. And then our second location was in Alberta. So just a hop, skip, and a jump compared to uh, Ontario. <laughs> awesome. Uh, any exciting, I don't know how much you can say before it goes, but anything exciting happened this year? I'm, I'm sure there was. Uh, there definitely was. Unfortunately, I can't say anything yet, but it definitely was in a very exciting season. I got to take on a couple different roles, which I'm excited for everyone to see that. So I got to learn a lot this season, which was amazing. And 
yeah, as always, we met so many amazing people, uh, got to hear all of their stories about the cars and life and got to do some really cool flying as well. So no complaints. (laughs) Anything uh, fun happen on your cross country trips? You know what? No, which is funny. And I don't like, it's a good thing that nothing, uh, nothing happened, but it was, I don't think it really, when Matt and I flew across Canada, it didn't really feel like we felt like flew across Canada. I was chatting with a friend who's also a pilot. She's like, wow, that's so cool. And it is cool, but I don't think Matt and I actually appreciated how cool it was because the weather was perfect. Like it was definitely, we definitely lucked out and we've seems like we have horseshoes flying with us every single flight that we do. Cause it was like blue skies the whole way there and the whole way back. We did have a bit of a, of course, because we're flying back to the West, we had a bit of a headwind, but if that's the worst thing that we need to complain about, then we did pretty dang good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We had a pretty solid chunk of good weather last summer. When I went to Oshkosh, it was the same thing, like clear blue, huge tailwind going there, headwind coming back, but perfect weather. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was good. We just got to go some really cool airports. There was one aerodrome that we landed at and it was a grass strip. There was a tractor like right beside had just filled some um, hay and it was just like a very interesting spot. So just cool spots along the way. But um, other than that, nothing noteworthy, which I guess no news is good news. Yeah. Awesome. And you've got a little side project going on right now over yonder. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I started a company called Over Yonder, ties a bit to my roots growing up in northern BC, and also the adventure that I get to do flying on the show. So I released the first collection, which is the Prairie Collection, which resembles my time flying in the prairies in season one. And then I'm hoping that I can release a second collection that will kind of resemble the area that I flew in for season two. So it's yeah, inspired by small beginnings and big adventures, but just hoping to inspire others to go out and adventure and find joy. Awesome. And uh, where can people find you online for that? So you can find me at www.overyonder.ca. And then um, you can always find me on my Instagram at Jessica Lee James. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, catching up again. And um Look forward to seeing season two coming up shortly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So there you go. Be sure to catch Lost Car Rescue on History Channel Canada and streaming on Stack TV, which you can find on Amazon. I think season one is also on Hulu for those of you south of the border. If you're a fan of the Flying BC podcast, one of the best ways to show your support is to leave a comment or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. It all helps spread the word and work the algorithms. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Flying British Columbia and feel free to send me a message. I can't wait to meet more of you at various aviation events and fly-ins this summer. And now, you have control. <laughs>